When I'm broke, I'm happy, but I'm absolutely miserable when I'm saving money. That's real talk from a client of mine. And yes, we're absolutely going to talk about it. Welcome to Cheers to Your Prosperity, a show where I spill the tea, (laughs) I mean coffee, on what it takes to keep more of your hard-earned money without sacrificing the things you love. We'll talk about how to use the principles of wealth, money mindset, spirituality, and more to enhance your financial skill set. I'm your host, Chiyama Njaku. I'm an 18-year accountant and a financial coach. There's something else I'd love for you to know. I've experienced financial rock bottom and have climbed my way out of it. What that means to you is that I walk my talk and I look forward to sharing my experiences as well as observations from my work with clients to help you walk yours. Y'all, I believe we all have a right to prosper. With that said, enjoy the show and let's go. Hi everyone, my name is Chiyama. Feel free to call me Chi, or if you want to feel like we go way back, call me Chi Chi. And welcome or welcome back to Cheers to Your Prosperity. I want to just talk more about having money, just because I would love for you all to understand when I say I help people like you, who could be business owners and entrepreneur, employee, or all the above or none of the above. When I say I help you keep more of your hard-earned money without sacrificing the things that you love, I absolutely mean it. Last episode, just in case you have not listened to the last episode, and probably as a refresher, if you did listen to it, I talked about bookkeeping. And maybe it's a spoiler, maybe it's not, but the reason why I recorded that episode was because it was really about having money. And I specifically shared a correlation between those who do the, those that have money do their bookkeeping and those that don't do not. In fact, I led was, of course, perhaps one could say um, an exception to the rule, but I don't think so. I've been doing this for almost 20 years. Um, she, this entrepreneur, her name is Brooke Castillo, credits good bookkeeping with helping her business shift from $300,000 a year in revenue to eight figures, eight figures. And so that's, that's the highest I've, I've, I've personally seen in my own business. Um, well, as a witness, and then I've worked with entrepreneurs that have also grown their business revenue wise from six figures to seven figures that I've, I've experienced. I've witnessed in my own business as they were my clients. So With good bookkeeping, you can make good decisions that help you work smarter, not harder, which was one of the reasons I gave for doing your bookkeeping and specifically good bookkeeping. So I figured rather than talk about something high level and give reasons why you should do your bookkeeping, why not share a case study? And in fact, I will be sharing four case studies of my clients. Um, This one in particular, and I love all my clients in their own way. <laughs> but this one is also my biggest challenge. She is my greatest joy. And she is the biggest thorn in my side. And 
I will be protecting, protecting her identity. In fact, none of my clients know who I'm really talking about. It could be them. It could be someone else. They have all given me permission to share, by the way, just so you know, I'm not just airing their, their dirty laundry. And also because I'm just super proud of them and they're super proud of themselves, more importantly. Before I proceed with talking about this one client, I do have to make it clear that I am because I'm talking about things finance related, this is ultimately me sharing my opinion, right? Because it's based on my experience, which is not your experience. And the point is, is I'm not your accountant. I'm not your bookkeeper. I'm not your financial coach. So therefore, anything I do share in regards to this work is a matter of opinion. Um, if you do take the advice, like most things, you do so at your own risk. Um, I like to think that what I'm sharing can absolutely help you, but I'm not looking at your numbers, so I cannot confirm. So just bear that in mind, um, because I am talking about a summarized experience and there could be some context missing. So just be careful when you listen to people like me speak. Um, always ask deeper questions and assess whether something is right for you and better yet, just, yeah, just always exercise, proceed with caution. So I just want to say that just to be, for me to be responsible to you and just be responsible, period. Okay, now that that's out of the way, let's talk about this client because most people look at bookkeeping. Oh my gosh, did you hear that? I'm so excited. But most people look at bookkeeping as low level work. When I say most people, what I've heard from some internet celebrities, that bookkeeping is low level work. Um, outsource the stuff that you're not good at. And it's disappointing because what it lets a lot of you who are seeking guidance and speaking of advice, that's why I gave this disclaimer. It tells you, or you start to think that something like bookkeeping is a waste of your time, that you don't need to do it. And unfortunately, I love my accounting people, right? But unfortunately, they don't even know the value of bookkeeping. See, they know how to do their job, but they're not great business people. That is a reputation that we accountants have. If you're an accountant and you're upset at just said that, feel free to come at me. Feel free. But you know that we are not good business people. Although, speak for yourself. I'm, I'm better at it now. <laughs> I'm better at it now. So, and that's something that took time. And that's why I can now start to share the value of what I do. So, this one client, just to describe her profile, she has two small humans. She's a, she's a single mother of two. Um, she has a service-based business. And she has a revenue of about on the lower side, a low six figures. So to be specific, between $150,000 and $250,000 per year. And that's relevant for what I'm about to share in terms of the impact of what not doing your bookkeeping, how it shows up. Now, despite her low revenue, some of you might be like, oh, that's boring. Um, don't, don't get it twisted. I don't know if people say that still in this day and age, but don't get it twisted. I always say revenue is not the best indicator of success because it's not what you make, it's what you keep. There's a lot of business owners that make seven figures. I know, so I serve quite a few of them and I've seen many over my 20 years of looking at numbers for a living. There's a lot that earn that money in their business and have zip to show for it. You might be one of them. 
And I've been humbled by serving a few, I wish I served more, but a few five-figure, they're not business owners, but five-figure earners. Actually, in one business owner, I take that back, that had more liquid assets and more assets, period. House paid off, car paid off, took, took a vacation whenever. They had more money than some of my some of the seven figure plus earners that I have served in my lifetime. So it, it's all a matter of choice and success looks some, like something different to everybody. But I guess I'm just kind of in, annoyed. I, I want to dispel this myth or this belief that just because you earn more money or that seven figures is like is like the gold standard for having money. It's not. It's it's this is about First of all, it depends on you, again, what your needs and wants are. So I will also share some of that in this episode. And just really my point is, before I go too far down the rabbit hole of a tangent, it's, it's again, not what you earn, it's what you keep. And you don't have to sacrifice your firstborn <laughs> just to have money. We don't. So, okay, this client, that's the thorn in my side and, and the, the joy of my business. <laughs> Um, she initially came to me for bookkeeping and, uh, okay, here's another tangent. Bear with me here. I want to make it clear just not to represent what, not to misrepresent what I do. I no longer accept basic bookkeeping. So I'm always asked for not just to do bookkeeping, but to help my clients make money work for them. That includes strategy, cash flow strategy, debt repayment strategy profit strategy. So I'm always doing more than the bookkeeping. And then of course, there's mindset work that I'm asked for too. That's where the financial coaching, which came more recently than the accounting piece, but that's, that's the work that I do. So my, this client that I'm describing, she was one of my last official bookkeeping clients. Now we're still together. Uh, we've been together um, all together cumulatively four years, but there was a two and a half year break in between. So I served her initially for bookkeeping to help her catch up and caught her up, got her ready for her tax season. And then two and a half years later, she contacted me and said, hi, I need your help. And I really liked how you helped me the last time. And she says, oh, by the way, I didn't do anything <laughs> since the last time you and I worked together. So when I looked at the bookkeeping, I was like, yeah, <laughs> but it, you know what? It was quite beautiful because it allowed me to see some things, which she also asked me to assist her with. She's like, I'm look, I, I feel like I've, I've made, simplified my business, but I'm still not seeing, I make all this money. I'm still not seeing anything for it. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll well, I'll, I'll take a look and we'll, we'll go from there. So Upon doing the bookkeeping, and when I say bookkeeping, I'm organizing the money categorically so that I can see where the money is going to and where it's coming from. And oh, it was eye-opening. I love bookkeeping for this reason, because this is where the strategy begins. For starters, this is what I discovered. I saw a total of about total $3,500 in late fees to begin. Why I mentioned her revenue, um, because she earns on the lower spectrum of six figures, something like $3,500 in late fees can be felt easily. 
So if you want to talk about, she mentioned not seeing the money that she earns, that's a good start to it. In addition to the late fees, this gave me, this led me to saying that she overdrawed or overdrew, let me speak proper English, overdrew her bank accounts quite regularly. And speaking of bank, bank accounts, she has three. So there were some overdrafts. The thing is, she didn't know that she was overdrawing her bank accounts. And that's because she connected her savings account, just say savings accounts, to her checking accounts. So wherever there was money, the, the, the account that went negative, um, it drew money from the other accounts. So this nice automation, I guess, right? The issue is she was never able to grow her savings. So that was another thing I saw. Okay always overdrawing her accounts, late fees, that told me that she was not paying her bills on time. Because she wasn't paying her bills on time, there was a credit card that she had that said, I'm sorry, but we are, we are not going to extend any more credit to you until you get your account balance current. Then there was another, she had a line of credit. Oh, she could have used that line of credit, but her that account was frozen because there were several late payments. So then I noticed that her payroll was irregular, as in she didn't pay herself consistently. This also presented an issue. This is why I am not a fan of automation. Let me see if I'm going to describe this properly. Short story, she was paying for payroll taxes, but she never got paid. Here's the, here's the deal. She, she uses QuickBooks, and she also uses the payroll feature in QuickBooks. So the payroll was automated for weekly. That's the frequency she liked to receive her compensation. But the thing that she needed to do, once the system calculated and processed the payroll, she needed to initiate the money. She needed to pay herself. So that was the manual piece. The system did not do it automatically for her. All the system did was calculate the payroll and report to the IRS, the tax authority, that says, oh, by the way, she got paid. And so that's when every month she'd be required to make a tax payment based on her payroll. But again, there were several weeks where she didn't physically, like actually receive the money. So short story, long story short, she was paying taxes on something she never received. Now let's extend this now to now more about taxes. Because yes, that was, I guess, tax deductible. It's based on her filing. But she still had to pay taxes. And because she didn't pay herself, she wasn't preparing for the future year-end tax payment that was ultimately due. So that, that contributed to now her tax bill. She owed money in taxes. She didn't have money to pay it. So she's on a tax payment plan. It, this is a snowball effect. And then she would take draws from her business. They were irregular. That actually is, can harm you as, as well. Um, I hope I remember to explain why. I'll just say it right now. Money needs to be scheduled. Money needs to be scheduled so you can plan. So when I presented all of this to her and I asked questions, I said, do you pay yourself regularly? Why or why not? This is where the confession came. 
She's like, when I'm broke, I'm happy. And then she clarified, she's like, I don't like being broke, but I'm happy because at that point, I'm actually paying for things that make me feel better. But when I save, I'm miserable. And that's because I'm restricting myself. It's like I'm never allowed to do anything. And I feel so depressed. She's like, I I feel guilty even getting my nails done. What she was reflecting, and this is more of the conversation that came out, she was reflecting what she absorbed from common financial advice. The, the thing about soundbites when it comes to popular financial advice, soundbites lack context. So she was getting the whole coffee is a frivolous expense, uh, cook your meals at home, and she would buy groceries, of course, um, drive a reasonable car. She was She got all that. But unfortunately, and this is what I said, when I say lack of context, it means that that advice might not be best for you. In fact, that advice is based on another person's values and beliefs. It's based on another person's values, beliefs, and needs. Let me add needs. So now what happens She's measuring her values, her needs against someone else's. There's shame and guilt. There's a feeling of not being good enough. I'm I'm reflecting a conversation, feeling of not being good, feeling of not measuring up, not being good enough. The thing is, now she's she mentioned she feels bad. Saving is restrictive. She because she's not satisfied, she's not fulfilled. So she's also feeling bad. She's feeling bad about herself because she wants things, but it's like this internal conflict. I can't buy it. It's frivolous. Uh, it's a waste of money. Maybe I should. It's it's like you're being torn apart. You know, there's there's like good and evil or something swirling around you, right? Around her in this case. And then this is something more tragic that I saw, and this is the reason why her credit card was frozen. Her line of credit was also ultimately frozen, specifically with the credit card. She would put certain expenses on her credit cards, the the frivolous expenses, and I used air quotes with the word frivolous. The expenses would go on the credit cards so that when she looked at her checking accounts, she wouldn't see those expenses. So she was hiding her reality. And that further contributed to her overspending. So here's the outcome. In her effort to not be frivolous, let me repeat, she was hiding her expenses. She was hiding so that she saw a better reality in her checking accounts. Wasn't that much better because there wasn't really any money there, but she saw a better reality. She didn't see where else she was spending money. Um, She was spending cheaply. She was trying not to be frivolous. I asked her this question, what if what she needed, needs or needed, cost more than what's available? Then what? Upon discovery of that conversation, I noticed her revenue was decreased because she needed supplies for her business. And those supplies would actually help her make more money. My parents used to use this expression a lot, penny wise, pound foolish. 
inflection of a, anyway, Pennywise pound foolish, right? So her way of managing money is actually hurting her revenue. Who would have thought that you'd get that from bookkeeping? The way she, she organizes herself, she plans weekly. So I mentioned weekly payroll. That means she budgets herself weekly. She's on a, but the thing about that, that wouldn't be a problem, right? Except she only sees what's in front of her that week. So she was often unaware and unprepared for the bills of the following week. And this put her in a paycheck to paycheck cycle. More on why, because a few of my clients do this, the, the issue with that is, is that the way we have scheduled ourselves in our life, things are done monthly. You've got a monthly car payment. Your credit card bill is due for the month. Um, your mortgage or rent is due for the month. And you can just base that to what we humans have chopped down from astro- astrology. It's nature. You know? So we've got 365 days of the year. We cut it down into a month. Somehow it works out. Um, so if, if you go, if weekly is easier, just make sure that week fits into the month review. Another outcome to how she, because she's trying to fit into this personal finance, the popular finance advice. Now she's only paying herself when money is available. This is her serving money instead of money serving her. And then she doesn't look at the bank accounts. So that's how she didn't notice that she was overdrawing. She didn't realize that she was paying taxes on money that she never actually received. So she's paying more money. And then money aside, let's talk about her personal life. I learned she's because she's not feeling good about herself. She mentioned that she doesn't do well to take care of herself. Now, one of the people I'm describing, I have a couple of them, is a hairdresser. She mentioned that she didn't wash her hair for a month. Can you imagine going to your hairdresser that has smelly hair, that your hairdresser is telling you how to maintain your cut and your color, but the hairdresser is not practicing what the hairdresser preaches? I almost wanted to say, I'll say it, make it make sense, but I get it. We're so busy taking care of other people and trying to fit in with what's right. Does that sound right to you? You're a service provider. You're serving other people, but you can't serve yourself. Yet this is how many of us do act. This is how many of us are. I remember when I first started to see this as a yoga teacher, my first entrepreneurial pursuit. Yoga teachers that teaching others, but they never had a chance. They never took the time out of the day for their own practice. How are you going to tell someone to relax into the breath when you as a yoga teacher fail to do the same? But that's what we do. I know physicians that don't even know when they're sick. They're too busy taking care of the sick. They don't know when they themselves are sick. So I'm speaking about this because some things have to change. This pursuit of money, we are screwing ourselves over in this pursuit of money. 
Money is a resource that serves us. We cannot fail to take care of ourselves. We can't serve another person when we're not serving ourselves. For crying out loud, you got to wash your hair. So let's step into some solutions. Now that we've talked this through, the outcome, what solutions were provided? Well, the first step here was she and I worked together to identify her needs and wants. And I say work together because she was starting to give me what she thought was a good need and a want. But this is what having a, what partnership is about. It's helping the person feel comfortable to say, no, no, this is about you. This isn't about what Chiyama Njaku wants or Susie Orman or Dave Ramsey. This is about you. What are your needs and your wants? One of those needs, it was about making sure that she washed her hair and got her nails done because she represents her business, right? That's one of them. For the other, for another one of them, it was about making sure that they took care of themselves and worked out because guess what? They're a personal trainer. <laughs> so I mentioned too, like I said, this is a hybrid description, but it represents one primary person. So we got clear on needs and wants. And as time went on, because we do part of part of my work with my clients is that we do connect up to two times per month to to reassess, see how things are going, make sure things are going according to plan. And what happens is as these discussions come along, the client does share more and more about what they need and what they want because they don't even know it yet. A lot of you don't know it yet because you're so used to people telling you what to do. And I know this because I was that person too. I'm still working on this, by the way, being comfortable with expressing what it is that I need and I and want. It's not easy, especially when some people will will do their best to make you feel bad about it. But trust me, you know, this is this is about the bigger picture. You cannot serve another person when you don't serve yourself well. And eventually you'll you you'll re recognize that. So ID needs and wants. The second thing, the second solution, I put her on a regular payroll. It was very, very important that she pays herself regularly. And that's to make sure that she meets her obligations. It was good for planning. Another thing that I did, now please check with your own accountant and your tax laws about this, but given her filing status, she was allowed to take draws from her business provided that she's profitable. I cleared that with her tax accountant. So I put her on regular draws. Some of you will call it a bonus. But what this did, regular draws, regular payroll, putting this on a schedule, that's what I mean by regular. So regular for, as an example, she the weekly payments, Monday at 6 a.m., she got paid. This is an example. And so it makes it easy to now plan for the week ahead and beyond. When Things were all over the place. Maybe it's Tuesday. Maybe it's Wednesday. Maybe it's another two weeks. It's tough to plan. So when you pay yourself regularly at the consistent time, consistent day, just like when you work for somebody, right? You get paid every two weeks or maybe your job pays you monthly or maybe your job pays you weekly, but it gives you, you know when you're going to get paid. The same thing for this person. I put her, I made sure that she knew when she was going to get paid. 
So guess what? Her revenue now began to flow with that to make sure that she had money to pay herself. Now, those are two simple things. And that was the start. Guess what? The difference one year later was huge. Let me share with you what it is. She went from struggling to save money to being able to save $15,000 cumulatively. She has three savings accounts. She wanted to split them out. So total savings gone from $100 to $15,000 in one year. And no, she wasn't deprived. Let me tell you why. She was able to take her first vacation in almost three years with her kids and not put anything on a credit card. In other words, she had the money to travel. It was beautiful. She was so happy. She was so happy, especially with the restrictions, the the, uh, pandemic restrictions being lifted in 2022. It was just a beautiful thing for her. And she just always, she wants to just be a good mom. Here's another thing that, that my client was able to do. She took a trip with her girlfriends. She couldn't travel before. Again, just to mention, she couldn't travel. She was able to travel twice. Twice. A fourth thing she was able to do. There was an emergency that happened in her home. She had to replace a part, a furnace. She had the money. She had the money. So she had to learn to let go of savings. But guess what? She was able to quickly replace that savings because money is on a schedule. So it was awesome. That emergency didn't really kick her, didn't really hurt her. And because her money is on a schedule, her payroll, she was able to replace the savings. She got to step into the statement, mindset statement, money is easy to come by. Dollars flow to me easily and effortlessly. Why? She put herself in that position. Here was a nice thing too. Remember when I said that her line of credit was frozen? Her credit card was frozen as well. The bank wouldn't let her take more money. Well, not only did she gain access to her line of credit, they increased her limit by $10,000. And that's because with regular payments, regular payroll, putting money on a schedule, she was able to pay her bills on time, regularly. When the institution, the bank saw that, they increased the limit. All of this happened because of bookkeeping. From bookkeeping, we identified a problem. We were able to talk through how, why that problem happened. We created a solution, two simple solutions, which a year later created a pretty nice result. That's how you make money work for you. That's how you have money. When you have money, as in the case of my client, you're able to travel, which is good for stress management, spend time with your kids. An emergency happens, you have the money. Business got rewarded with an increased credit limit, so she's not punished. She's she's rewarded, and and therefore that reinforces this her psychologically to say, hey, continue this habit. Money is on a schedule. Continue this habit. And trust me when I say that's just the start. 
there were some more wins that came after that. Now, before I conclude this discussion, um, I know it's always great to share the wins and the high levels, but the beautiful thing about wins is it also shows where there's more work to be done. There's an expression called new level, new devil. And that'll be coming up in a future episode to talk through a thing that every single client of mine has gone through. Because guess what? Having money is a practice and a lot of people are not used to having money. Mm. And so I noticed something very consistent with my clients from the seven figure earners to the low sixes, surprisingly not the fives. In any case, it's a topic of discussion that's coming soon. So I'd like to know what you think. First of all, first question to you, what were your thoughts about bookkeeping, if any? And, I, and this is not me trying to edit your thoughts, just first thoughts. When you hear the word bookkeeping, what do you think? What did you think, rather? After listening to this episode, what do you think of bookkeeping now? Feel free to share. And third request, if this episode, if you find it helpful and you think it will help someone else, please, 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 please share it with your friends, share, share it with the colleagues, maybe listen to it again. If you would like to work together, um, I will leave my calendar link. Feel free to book a call on my calendar and let's chat. Everything begins with a conversation. My offer still stands from the episode prior. Um, if you'd like to talk about money. I've talked to many of you. A lot of you say you don't have anyone to talk to about money. And sometimes a lot of you, what you really need is a conversation. That's it. So if you would like to chat, please also book a time on my calendar. In the meantime, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your feedback. And um, I'd, again, I'd love to know what you all think about this episode. So feel free to let me know. More to come. Another case study is coming your way. Wishing you a beautiful morning, afternoon, and evening. And please know that I believe we all have a right to prosper. So with that said, thank you so much for listening and cheers to your prosperity. Talk to you soon.